You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Fire it up for your Tuesday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio in the afterglow of a Flames 4-3 overtime victory over Johnny Goudreau and the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. Lots to get to on the program. Later on, Nick Kiprios, co-host of Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto, former National Hockey Leaguer. We'll get his thoughts on the Calgary Flames. Kevin Woodley in Gold Magazine will join us at 8 o'clock. We'll talk about that fiasco going on in Vancouver. It's just so... Mess. Like, it's, it's... It's just like, you're just, and even if you're not a Canucks fan, you're just disgusted with what's going on in Vancouver. It's like when you sit there and eat a large pizza to yourself, and then you look at the box after it's empty, and you're disgusted with yourself. Yeah, and you wish you'd go back in time. Yeah, you're like, I should have left at least a couple slices for later. I should have treated that pizza with more respect, because that pizza has done a lot for this community before we brought them into this home. It's like you feel gross. You're like, why did I have to eat the whole damn thing? And you did. Crusts and all. Yeah, and that's that's what the Vancouver Canucks feel like. It's like you polished off a large pizza by yourself, and you're just disgusted. We've kind of talked about this, how the Oilers are the ultimate rival at this particular moment. For a long time, though, it no, was the Vancouver. Be. But for a long, no, but the Canucks were it because they had a lot of playoff series, and the Oilers were relevant for like a decade. Okay. The Battle of Alberta did not have the same juice these years that it did even five years ago. It wasn't even close. But it's hard to take any sort of shout and fraud type of joy in what I'm seeing from the Vancouver Canucks, even though I despise that organization growing up. It's and listening to Jim Rutherford oh, man. and Patrick Alvine, like literally Sounds like we won't hear a lot of Jim moving forward. Like it's probably good for the Canucks. It, and when they actually said, Oh no, this was done on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Like what yeah, you woke up this morning and made yeah. the decision. Sure. We all, come on. Yeah, come on, man. We all know. Yeah. All your fans know. Elliot was Bruce right. Boudreaux was crying on the bench yeah. while the fans chanted his name over the weekend and you made that decision yeah. this morning. Wake up. Lot like, of, who? A lot of John Gibbons vibes are on that Bruce Boudreaux firing, too. Just taking him out back? Yeah. Except that it went on for like two yeah, weeks, no, but way like, too long. No, but like when John Gibbons left and I thought it was really weird. That like the Blue Jays like honored him. It's like you're not coming back, but we love you anyway. And it's like, hey, why don't you you want to come back in the back of the Rogers Center real quick, your old yeller? Hey, oh, what? Hey, they got a toy there, give, and then boom, two slugs right in the old one in the chest, one in the head. Couple, dip, 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 I guess I'm gone couple, for John Gibbons. Couple Bud Lights, and they lured yeah. him back there. See you later. See ya. Too That's bad. Pretty much what they did. It's um, been rough. Peter Labardius, Flames color analyst for Sports at 960, uh, will join us. At 8.30. Always love talking to Lou. Uh, we'll talk about that win last night for your Calgary Flames. Um, also get his thoughts on the National Football League playoffs. Because I got because I, I know Lou likes to take... Because Lou watches so much sports. Mm-hmm. Like the guy is up late at night watching like softball from New Zealand if Canada's involved. Yeah, he's been grinding hard on some U15 tournaments lately. Yeah. Uh, some U15 hockey tournaments. I know he was up and down the QE2. I think maybe even via playing this weekend to do some games. So, right. yeah, the guy has been moving and shaking. 
Yeah. Um, lots to get to today. Um, Flames uh, with a 4-3 overtime win over Johnny Goudreau and the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. The worst team in the NHL. And um, a few things. Uh, we got to get to a lot of stuff here, too. A um, few things. I thought Johnny Goudreau in the first intermission interview with Ryan Leslie mm-hmm. was incredibly classy. I thought he was very... You You were at the game, so you didn't see it. I did not see it. But he was incredibly classy. Um, thanked the fans. Uh, says it was a nice tribute playing there. Um, he goes, thanks for supporting a small little kid from Boston College. And he had some really great times here. And he goes, you wouldn't expect anything else from the great fans of Calgary to, you know, cheer for him during the tribute and then boo him. Uh, he goes, great fans here, great market. I thought he was incredibly classy during that first period intermission interview. And I think even post-game, if you listen to his post-game comments, I thought he was very well-spoken. I thought he took the high road. I thought he was great. Um, and he was the most dynamic player on the ice last night. Yeah, he was moving and shaking all over the place yesterday, as he usually is. And, you know, the, the Blue Jackets as a whole are just an absolute nightmare to watch, especially in their own end. Like, they were just throwing pizzas left, right, and center. It yep. was like a all-you-can-eat buffet. They just couldn't beat Jonas Corposalo. But Gaudreau was good, especially on the power play. Showed you how he can hurt you, right? The the pass to Line was preposterous. Yeah. That and, was a beautiful sauce pass. And Liney to get the shot off as well is pretty yeah. impressive too. Right. Um, like I saw people saying Dan Fladar has to have that. Excuse me? My, no, come on. Again. What was that, an 80-foot saucer pass that Liney in- hits out of the air? Yeah, that's just two incredibly skilled players getting together on a beautiful um, play. And the Jackets were like, they're dead last in the NHL in the power play. Like, And that power play looked pretty good against the Flames last night, which was... A little disheartening if you're a Flames fan. Well, there's one key to the penalty kill that certainly wasn't out there, and that was Chris Tanner. Yeah, and uh, he got hurt on like a weird collision in the first period, an awkward-looking collision. Looked like it might have like surprised him, and he kind of yeah, I don't whiplash maybe or whiplash, I don't know. whiplash like those Burger King commercials. Yeah. I uh, I we don't know what the status is of Chris Tanner. He didn't come back after the first period. No, nope. uh, which is bad news mm-hmm. for the Calgary Flames. Um, no update after the game. From no. Um, we have um, we have a pair of tickets to give away to Nickelback again. Yeah, wow. June twenty fifth, right? That's where where the, the concert is here at the Saddle Dome. Yeah, sure. I didn't look at the E. I should look. It's at the June twenty fifth. Thank you. Yeah, that's why you're the producer of the program. Yeah, that's that's why I'm just the Dumbo <laughs> Radio. Fix host. our errors. Yeah, I'm just the Dumbo Radio host who gives away tickets here, and I'm the dumber co-host. Yeah, well, mm. you said it, not me. Um. <laughs> So uh, we're giving tickets away to Nickelback. Can you think of a more? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was actually laughing. Uh, I I PVR the game mm-hmm. because I'll tell you what I did last night. Okay. So, as you can see, my email as I sent it at how early this morning. Sure. Was like quarter to two in the morning. I sent you guys an email on my game notes. So um, yeah, I don't sleep. I'm like a vampire. I'm. Just cutting ears off my life doing the show, but that's great. Um, can you think of a more traumatic start to that game than him being awarded a penalty shot? Like, how awesome was that? Like, I I thought I started laughing. I'm like, this is 
This is like from the gods. Mm-hmm. It felt very NFL. Like, look how everything just came together so perfectly that Johnny Gaudreau would be awarded a penalty shot in the first period of his first game back in Calgary. That was awesome. It was funny because you would almost expect that it would be one of his former teammates to throw up a pizza like that. But no, it was Mackenzie Weaker fanning on a pass, going left to right on the blue line. And sure enough, Gaudreau just, as we had seen for the past eight years, jumps on a loose puck in the neutral zone and he's gone. Yep. And sure enough, the the two Flames defenders have to haul him down. And rightfully so, penalty shot awarded. Yep. But... Stopped. Or he missed the net. He missed the net. Yeah. Um, Slow I, entry, missed the net. Your chance to win Nickelback tickets at around 7.15-ish based on this penalty shot last night. Mm-hmm. But I want to go around the room real quick here. I want to ask you and then producer Patrick Dumont. What do you think the percentage of the Flames fans were last night that were secretly hoping he would score? Secretly hoping he would score. Because they liked Johnny when he was here. He had eight great seasons as a Calgary Flame. Do you think there has to be a little bit of the fan base who splashed around in the pool of truth? No. Who'd be like, I'd like to see him score here. Not even even a little bit. Not even like 2% of the fan base, you think? Maybe a little bit, but... In a 0-0 game where you have to win that and knowing like the struggles that the Flames have had and how much those points matter, yeah, I do think that there was also a lot of people that were... Like, if the Flames are up like 4-1 to one at that point, I think people are like, please, bury this. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. But in a 0-0 game early on, I think that there was like, no, no, you got to miss this. Like, the place went nuts. Yeah, you were there. The like, it- they lost their mind when he missed the net. Yeah, we, we will talk about that. Patrick, do you think there's... Any segment of the fan base, if they splashed around in the pool of truth, that would say, you know what? It'd be kind of cool if he scores here. I mean, there probably <laughs> was, but I mean, I, I just go right, right after Goudreau missed. There's like the camera goes to the crowd and there's a guy laughing. I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I think it was they were pretty happy that he went wide on that one. Two texts as soon as you asked both of them. Zero. Well, the, the one guy's already texted three times, oh, in, okay. and he's so sure. negative. Like, oh. like, how do you wake up? Like, nobody should be proud of taking an OT to beat the worst team in the league. Okay. Like, it's still a win. The NHL is hard. It's hard to win on a daily basis. Like, would you rather them lose? Like, big deal in win regulation, right? Against so a, against an Eastern Conference team. Yeah. Who, right. cares? Who cares? Two points it's in the still bag. two points. And then I can't think and of Ben I'd rather you. not see ever than Nickelback. Okay, thanks for texting in. Yeah, appreciate the like, contributions good morning. Like, to the show. Like, oh, my God. Yep. Like, ugh. Anyway. You, you raised very fair shots. points. So, um, <laughs> I was just, here's why I was kind of hoping he was going to score. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to see his reaction. Was he going to do, like, the Jack Eichel hands out looking at the stands move? I, I don't know. Because I don't think he would have done that. Oh, I don't know. Like, that's why I was like, I if think, he scores here, I want to see his reaction. He would have had to let him know a little bit. Like, that's what I mean. He, he, as much as he was very humble about it, I yeah. still think that if he had scored that one, the reaction would have been, it would have been intriguing to see. Yes. I cannot deny you that. Yes. No, not at all. Uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, just it, the drama was incredible. Um, see, a text. I wanted him to score. So uh, your chance to win Nickelback tickets 
at around 715-969-60, name and location. Uh, I think we got to put to work our text reading robot, Texty McTexterson. Yeah, I'm in. To work. I think that's how, moving forward on this show, uh-huh. I think Texty McTexterson is the one to read the text messages. Less Patrick and Alex, do you guys like that? Is that what is that what you guys prefer? Yes. Yes, Simon, I'm down with using the voice of David. Yeah. Whoa. yeah that Whoa. sounds so... We don't give away secrets. It's Texty McTexterson. From which book? Um, here we go. Uh, Alex, you like Texty, right? Oh, yeah. I think I think oh, it yeah. just adds a little more zip. Nothing beats it than a robot reading your text message. I like it. Less reading for me, less opportunity to butcher the English language. Yeah. Anytime that I can take that, that's, that's a win for me. So your chance to win Nickelback tickets with this question right now, 960, 960, name and location. We'll take a couple, probably some awkward phone calls later, but we'll do it anyway. They were awkward yesterday. I love awkward phone calls. Yeah. Awkward is like, it's one of my favorite things in life. Here's the thing. If you think you can do better than the guys yesterday, prove it. Prove it. Yeah. Give us a call later. Um, 960-960, name and location. Johnny Goudreau missing the net on that penalty shot last night was better than blank. The best text message will win Nickelback tickets for June 25th. A pair. I like it. The Johnny Goudreau missed penalty shot last night. Missing the net was better than blank. Better than that pure sound when I get the golf ball right in the middle of my driver. And just right down the fairway. That was better than that last night? Oh, yeah. Missing the net? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. It's a brief moment of joy yes. until I go find my golf ball. And it was a brief moment of joy until you watch the replay and you go, oh, he did miss. Yeah. He just missed it, too. And he was sick on the bench. Yeah, Oh, yeah. He did was not, looking was and he was happy. sick and he was not happy that he missed that. He missed that. He had an opportunity. Thought he, was a, spot. thought he was a little nonchalant on the entry. Yeah. But then snapped it and the, just missed. The boos were loud. How about that slap shot he had off the rush that went off the darts knocking as well? Yeah. <laughs> There's already a good one coming in. I think that one can make the cut. Uh, we're not going to read it. Uh, we're going to save it for Texty McTexterson. <laughs> Keep them rolling in. Yeah, him in They're flying in now. Yep. 960, 960, name and location. Texty's going to be busy. And we're going to do that at 715. Um, lots to do on this Flames uh, victory last night. 4-3 in overtime. Okay, it's the worst team. You took it to overtime. You got two points, idiots. So um, <laughs> They were way better than the last time in this they played the blue. Yeah, jackets. they, they fell on their face that. in that game they in were Columbus. Terrible. Yeah. Um, lots to do on the program, as I mentioned. Uh we got um they doubled re- them in shots. Yeah. Like they yeah. They dominated them. Uh we have uh we have a, a lesson later on in the show for aspiring young broadcasters. Mm. Um make sure you you go out there and you don't have to research names. You can just go out there and nail the names right away. Just read the copy. Just send Don't it. YouTube anything. No. Don't ask questions. Just get in front of a teleprompter and just hammer out names you might not be too sure of, but just spit them out anyway. If you want, I can try that with the Aussie Open today. That would be fun. Yeah, sure. There's a whole bunch of names on the women's side that are a mouthful. Yeah. I'll tell you that for free. Um, We'll do that later on in the show. Uh, I wanted to get to something here before we, uh, before we get to the Rose Report because we got lots to do on this Flames game. Uh, these things are flying in. Some of them are so dumb. Good job. Um, I like this. Uh, him missing was better than George's extended Christmas vacation. That means like <laughs> you liked it that I wasn't here. <laughs> Just, 
Or like it was better for me that I was extended. It feels like a reach. That feels like just any reason to bring it up. Like again, like <laughs> I'm here and you're listening, so thank you. So like, <laughs> all right. So it's better when I'm not here, but you're still listening, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, big heads up to uh, you and Scoot on Twitter. <laughs> I'm taking the two days after uh, <laughs> after family day off. Just a heads up. I'm I'm laying that down right now. Oh, you're going to hear it. Because I'm going back home for the Super Bowl, and I'm mm-hmm. doing a week of shows from home. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then uh, my nephew's 18th birthday, so I want to be there for that. Yeah. Um, so I will be, I will not be on the air the Tuesday and the Wednesday <laughs> after family day. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, text her, and uh, thank you, uh, my Chris's, and Scoot on Twitter. I'm taking those two days off. Scoot. Um, last night. So I PVR'd the game. Yeah. Why? What were you doing? Well, I I played basketball last night. Hoops. Yeah. So as you know, uh, I consider my apartment a pseudo jail. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, hey, monkey, get out of your jail. Mm-hmm. Go dance for the people. Yeah. Get back in your jail, monkey. Yeah. You need your one Saturday night out with me when we go yeah. watch football. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I need I need to stay active. I need to be busy. I need yeah. to do stuff. Sure. I, I need to... I need to experience Calgary. Yeah. I need to take a big bite of the Calgary apple. We get it. Yeah. Um, so I signed up for a basketball league, an over 35 basketball league. Okay. And we had our first game last night. How'd you go? So uh, I'm on a team of like misfit toys, <laughs> right? Because I don't know anybody. Yeah. So you, you just sign up and it's all individuals. Like the crew from uh, the old Abominable Snowman movie. That's right. And sure. nobody wanted to be the dentist. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's, nice. a, that's a joke for maybe like 5% of our listeners who actually get that. That's a good one, though. You're welcome. I think it's more than 5%. Okay. Okay. We'll, all right. You're welcome. We'll put it on the text sometimes, line. Yeah. Sometimes the kid can be clever. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes he's sharp. Nobody wanted to be the dentist. Nobody wanted to be the dentist. Except for the one guy. So I uh, played last night. So let me just... Let me just lay it on you uh, what kind of league this is. Mm-hmm. The one gentleman on my team, I don't remember his name because I'm terrible with names. I'm also not very good with names. Like, I'm good with faces. Sure. And I'm good with, like, what you drink from my bartending days. Yeah. Hey, gin and soda. I know what you look like. But, like, <laughs> your name is, like, Rick. Like, I don't know what Rickster like. I don't know if his, well, if his name is Rick. I definitely remember yeah, it because his name was Rickster. Yeah. But it's like, hey, uh, it's uh, Jim. I, I have no idea, Jim. But I just know he drinks... In you one year, a Brandy Alexander. Like I know that's what he does. In one and, year and out the other. And why Brandy Alexander? Because I was looking up drinks of Philadelphia last night for my Super Bowl <laughs> party. But anyway, so I played basketball last night, and the one gentleman on my team. This is what. This is the peak of athleticism that I'm playing in this league. He had a heart monitor on, oh, just good. in case. Good. Like one of those mini heart monitors strapped to his shorts. Yeah, not like this is how intense this league is. Not the one that just just the wristband. He had the yeah. The, he had the, the little thing because I asked him. I go, hey, is that an insulin pump? Because the current girlfriend is type one diabetic, wears an insulin pump. Sure. He's like, no, it's for my heart. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> just in case you get a little too strenuous. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. This is the level of this league. Okay. So I played last night. And why basketball? I played in elementary school. That was way last back time? when. No, well, in on a team. That was the Greendale Gators in Niagara Falls. Shout out Gators. We were, we were the first championship team in the history of the elementary school. We we did not lose a game. And your boy was a point guard off the bench. <laughs> but we had two kids, uh, a kid in my neighborhood, Dwayne Coleman. 
he could dunk in the eighth grade. Oh, okay. And we had another kid who was 6'4 in the eighth grade that and feels, sucked up every single rebound. Feels like we good. hammered yeah, teams. That's an advantage. So then I played in high school just in gym class and go, you know what? I like playing basketball in a gym. I think it's fun. I have nothing to do in Calgary outside of the show. I'm going to play basketball. So I played last night, played basketball in a gym with people for the first time since high school. I can't tell you, I couldn't shoot the basketball any worse. Oh my goodness. Let's, like, what again. What's worse, your shooting or my bowling? <sighs> your bowling. It's really bad. So I actually kept track of what I was from the field. I had to be. And again, think about this. <laughs> the one guy on my team had to wear a heart monitor. Yeah. I was 0 for 2 from 3 and ended up 1 for 12 from the field. <laughs> This team's defense is atrocious. Yeah. No, my defense was okay, and my passing was nice. Yeah. Patrick, I was one for 12 from the field. Hmm. <laughs> Trying to find a... Who's yeah. It was a stat line lately. They could go one yeah. for 12. Like, I felt like Ben Simmons out there. I could not hit a oh, jump. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Brick City? But, like, half our listeners like, who's Ben Simmons? Yeah. So, um... Dan Enda. I would say, um, but in general, my team... We probably shot less than 20%. Good. As a team. Excellent. From the field. A couple things to work on, perhaps. Now, and I get there, and I go, hey, uh, our team is like, I know it's some like clever name, whatever. And I go, hey, uh, I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's us. And I look around. Everybody's like my height, like 5'10". <laughs> I'm like, this is not bode well for us. And I look over there, and they got like a Nikola Jokic guy. <laughs> He's need- like 6'4", 6'5". I'm like, this guy's going to dominate us in the paint. Yep. You- you needed the Tony Snell game from February 24th, 2017. Oh, wow. Zero points, zero rebounds, yeah. zero assists, yeah. zero blocks, zero steals, 28 minutes. Wow, okay. <laughs> but I did make a bucket, and I had a couple of assists and a couple of rebounds. So at least I was I dotted the, the statue. Yeah, not, not full donuts. So they had a guy on their team who was like 6'5", probably like 6'4", 6'5". The tallest guy on their team must have been 6'2", maybe. And I go, dude, you got to be our five. You got to be our rim protector because <laughs> we're getting killed in the paint right now. And, and we got smoked by like, I don't know, 18 points, but it was fun. Yeah. Like I enjoyed myself last night, but I definitely have to work on my stroke. And I definitely want to really emphasize the word stroke because mm-hmm. it was, was no good last night. One for 12. Like I would compare my shot last night to maybe your bowling stroke. That's fair. I, that's. Very applicable. Yeah. Uh, I would be very similar. I'm not much of a hooper. That, that uh, surprises me. Yeah, no, really doesn't. I thought you were a baller shot As someone baller. who does, does not yeah. like to run and yeah. just generally not right. my thing. And Mm-mm. God bless them. A couple guys on my teams, uh, they never met a shot they didn't want to take. <laughs> like, <laughs> the guys. Open like, looks, like, contested he, looks. Like, I had a couple downtown. guys on the team. I don't know. Maybe they thought they were Damian Lillard. Or Steph yeah. Curry just launching more Hoffman long and along came Polly. Yeah, like like five, <laughs> five six feet from the three point line. Like oh. maybe maybe it was Dame time for some of these guys pointing to their wrists. Splash City, hey. Yeah, no, it wasn't like the Splash <laughs> Brothers with Clay and Steph. But there was a lot of missed shots last night. But I had a lot of fun. That's good. But your boy went one for twelve from the field. That nice. is horrendous. Yeah, that's not very good. I even missed like an easy layup. Oh, that's too bad, George. Yeah, it was awful. Hey, but you got stuff to work on. Yeah, I got you, a good sweat on. Critiqued your own game. Yeah, I got a good sweat on. No problem. How's the, of- how's the cardio holding up? Because now it's you play a little soccer. I'm getting used to the uh, the thinner. I've yet to play soccer. 
Soccer's coming Sunday. up. Yeah, Sunday I'm playing soccer. Ball hockey. Ball hockey on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Basketball on Monday. Your Look boy's busy. You. Getting back into it. I'm, I'm, I love it. I love I love the sport. Good for you. I love the sport. You know Great what else team. I love? What? A Flames 4-3 overtime win over Johnny Goudreau and the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know what else I love? What? Morning reports. Yeah, I, I love... You know what else I love? Motorworks and reading the sponsor tag. <laughs> BMW? Yeah. If you got one. Where yeah. else are you going to go? Of course. <laughs> 10% if you own a BMW. I you still don't know enough art, though. Just tell them. T- yeah. Yeah. Um, And we're taking your text messages, 960-960, name and location. Our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, Texty McTexterson, is going to read your text messages. Johnny Goudreau missing the net on that penalty shot last night was better than blank. The best text will win a pair of Nickelback tickets, and not for Mr. Negative Pants, who was texting in. <laughs> he's not going to win the, uh, the tickets this morning. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Hey, do you know they've served Calgary and Southern Alberta since 1992? I heard that. Yeah. I think I read that online. They got everything basement-y. You got an issue with your your basement? An issue? An issue? With your uh, basement? Not if you live in Texas. Call Doug Lacey, because they don't have basements. Because they don't have basements. I've learned so much on this show. That's all you got to do, man. from this part of the world. It's just all you got to do is try and teach. I some, open my mind. Teach something every day. Yeah, I like to learn stuff because the more you know, there's only one thing I like more, more than know. learning is giving away free stuff. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. The only thing you like more than winning is giving away free no, stuff. No, learning. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Uh, we have a pair of Nickelback tickets to give you for the June 25th show. Not in like Gross Edmonton, but right here in Calgary. For June 25th. That's exciting. Johnny Goudreau missing that penalty shot last night. Missing the net on that penalty shot last night was better than blank. We'll even mix in a few calls. We're going to do that at around 7.15. So get your text in right now. 960-960, name and location. You can't win unless you put your name and location, too. Those are the rules. I know, I know some of you are still hanging on to this stupid crutch of not putting your name or location because you think that's some sort of... Like stand or they don't need recognition. That was my favorite. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we see your phone number anyway. I also can appreciate the people who just say location. They put their name and then they just write location. Okay, okay. fine. Sure. You don't you don't want to know where you are that bad? Yeah. Okay. I guess you don't win. But uh our our new, he's brand new. We've he's lubed up. He's really oiled up today. Hmm. Done some stretches. What are you talking about? Texty McTexterson. Oh, of course. Or Sportsnet yeah. 960, the fan robot. Like robot. Patty, Patty Dumas or something. No. Like well, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. want Patty Dumas to pull a groin reading the text <laughs> messages, but our Sportsnet 960, the fan uh, text reading robot, Texty McTexterson, mm-hmm. he's lubed up and he's ready to read some texts. Your Great. text for Nickelback tickets. Excellent. I'm very excited that he's all lubed ready to up. go. Yep. Nick Kiprios, nope, Kevin Woodley, it. Peter Labardius. A lot of hockey talk today. Yeah, jam-packed. Yeah, a lot of hockey talk. We're getting up on that kind of mystery. Like, next week yeah. is one of those weeks where baseball is not yet rolled around. Yeah. The NFL will be getting ready for their all-star joke show in Hawaii. The Pro Bowl, which yeah. is a flag football it's in game in Vegas. But, all right. All right. It's in Vegas See, that's why he's the producer. He corrects us immediately. That's already two, and we're not even an hour into the program. Yeah. So, glad you're here. Um... 
Yeah, it's going to be fun. And the Flames are off for how many days coming up? The Flames are off for essentially like eternity in the NHL. They're off for 10 days because they have the all-star break plus their league-mandated bye week happens to overlap. So they get a full 10 days off. It's crazy. Yeah. Daryl Sutter kind of talked about it in his pregame press conference yesterday. Like, they got three games before it. You got to make hay because it was the Jackets, the Blackhawks, and the Kraken. So it's, you know, you got to get the four against Columbus and Chicago, and then you got a divisional opponent in Seattle, and then it's 10 days off. You want to be feeling good going into that trip. Going to be strange coming out of it, though, because how often do you get 10 days off? Like, they obviously did the previous season, but that was because they had a massive COVID outbreak, and they had to take, like, three weeks off. What a mess that was last season. (sighs) Um, the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Oh, welcome inside. Happy Tuesday, friends. Hope you had just a lovely Monday evening. Perhaps you were watching the Flames from the comfort of your home. Maybe you were down at your local watering hole or... Perhaps you were one of the rowdy individuals at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Somebody might be coming back to Calgary. Look to the Bulata. There you go. Right on cue. There you go. Flames took on the Jackets. One of four games on NHL Ice plus 11 tonight. We also got a couple of local notes and the Aussie Open rolls on. So let's dive in. Flames were at the Dome. Return of Johnny Gaudreau after he left via free agency for the Blue Jackets in the offseason. He was booed in warm-up. He was booed when he was announced as one of the starters for the Blue Jackets. He was booed when he came on the ice for a new shift. Yep. He was booed when he had the puck. He was booed before and after his video tribute. Uh, saw several edited Gaudreau jerseys. The obvious one was Boudreaux. Very clever. Well, not really. The real clever one, uh, Good Riddance. So it was G-A-U-D and then they'd crossed out the rest and said riddance yeah that was clever yeah and then um was chatting with uh grant the awesome in arena host who does such a great job and he showed me a picture of one that just said traitor on the back oh wow just straight up traitor traitor um i wish the fans would have uh been doing more of the johnny we saw that in the first period yeah it didn't have a lot of momentum not a lot of fervor no behind that wow great word no lineup changes. Flames going with Dan Vladar. Another game for Jacob Peltier. Jacob Peltier. First period, all Flames, but they couldn't break through until late in the period. Brewer in there on the forecheck. And now Weger joins it. Weger centers Dewar, shoots. Corpusalo falls backwards and makes a snow angel stopping that shot. Or did it go in? Is that a goal? It is! Nobody knew, and I mean nobody knew. Apparently, George knew, guys. George yeah, I told saw me it go jo- in. George knew, guys. I'm like, that's in. Do you know what? The only reason I thought it was in was the sound. Yeah. And me and you talked about it after. Z- it makes uh, that thought. The, when Zadorov scored five hole yeah. uh, the other game. I'm like, thud. that's in. That, and Rick that, Ball's like, yeah, so, that's in. Yeah. Like he, right away, he's like, well, maybe not. Center Stewart shoots. Corpusalo falls backward. Oh, never mind. That's and again, the Derek Wills call. But it's way harder to see it in person whether mm-hmm. or not went in. But watching it on television last night, yeah, I, I I saw it go in. I'm like, that's in. Second goal of the year for the 25 year old Walker Dewar. A laser that goes through Corpusalo buries itself in the cushions around the bottom of the net. 
Um, but yeah, that one's certainly a goal. Flames left the first period leading one to nothing. Gaudreau had the penalty shot, but he missed the net on his try. And we also saw an injury to Chris Tanev. Yeah, okay, we'll get to the Tanev injury real quick, but you were at the game last night. Uh-huh. Give me give me the scene. Give me the feel. Give me the electricity in the building when the ref pointed to center ice and said penalty shot for Johnny Goudreau. It was a it was a loud groan because I think you knew it was coming. Like the Flames yeah. were absolutely laying it on. It was a penalty on. shot. It was the right call. Oh yeah, and and listen, Mackenzie Weger is playing on his offside. That is not necessarily the easiest pass to make when you're playing on your offside. You kind of have to rotate and then make the pass. Nevertheless, he fans on it. We've seen it happen a few times, and Goudreau takes off like we've seen so many times. Course, that's a penalty, and sure enough, the ref didn't even wait. Like sometimes they like to build a little bit of drama. Yeah, hand stays up for a little bit before they make the call, but he went right to it. Everybody knew there was a groan, but then I think people were like, "All right, let's get him. Let's let's try and throw him off." And sure enough, um, he missed the net. I would suggest he was thrown off. Now, last night's game, the feeling in the rink mm. was it more or less Battle of Alberta feels. Like playoff battle of Alberta, it wasn't the same. It's it's different when this team plays in the battle of Alberta against the Edmonton Oilers in the postseason because there's a lot of nervous energy. Yeah, and and also like the Oilers are actually a decent team, and the Flames like I know it was four three in overtime, but the Flames pretty much dominated the Jackets for most of that contest, yeah. except for when they really took a couple of night. penalties. Yeah, Corpusello stopped what forty five of forty nine shots. It's not a bad night. Not a bad night. In this uh one that I thought on Chris Tanev as well. Yeah, um we, we saw it in the first period and he kind of got awkwardly ran into. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like you're like, okay, it like, doesn't look that bad. And then all of a sudden he didn't come back. Yeah, he's he kind of gets hit. He's hunched over as he tries to finish yeah. a play. He makes the play. He goes to the bench and doesn't even stop on the bench. He goes right down the tunnel and was not seen again. Played about two minutes and 35 seconds over, I believe it was six shifts. Um, But that's not a good sign for the Calgary Flames. No, it is not. Uh, I guess the only silver lining here, if it is something kind of serious, is at least they got 10 days off coming up here. It's a fair point by you. In the second period, Flames did get an early jump on their opposition. Huberto spins and swings it in front. Majapani tried to kick the puck to his stick to shoot and hit. Now Kadri shoots and scores! The Flames out to a 2-0 lead on Kadri's 19th. Awful defensive zone coverage for the Jackets. Like we saw for most of the evening, Flames are up 2-0, but certainly not out of the woods yet. First, a tripping penalty against Dylan Dubé leads to this. Here comes line A across the red line. And out of the Flames' blue line, he gets the puck to Gaudreau. He drops it, and here's a shot by Marchenko. He scores! Kirill Marchenko picks a corner. Primary assist for Johnny Gaudreau. Just don't let this group have the power play, the man advantage. Don't let that happen. But unfortunately for the Flames, moments later, Nazem Kadri would scoop a puck over the glass, and it was right back to the kill. Here's her for the line Slaps a pass across to Gaudreau. Gaudreau saucers it to Line who shoots and scores. In his return to Calgary, Johnny Gaudreau makes a pretty pass across the ice to Patrick Line, who one times the puck into the back of the Flames net. 
nasty pass. Uh, both of those goals on the power play, the Marchenko shot was an absolute laser. Oh, yeah. That guy can shoot the puck. Yeah. He's been putting the puck in the net for the Blue Jackets lately. He's been like one of the bright spots through January, which has been brutal for the team. Now, I heard on a broadcast last night, and again, this isn't, uh, yeah, let's talk about Marchenko, a guy we barely even know who the hell that guy is. Apparently, he's got 10 goals on the season and no assists. Yeah, he's doing the Cy Young season. Yeah. Ten like, goals, is that no real? Assists. I'm looking this up. Yeah, he's uh, no dishes. Strictly, strictly puts yeah, the puck in the net. Ten goals, no apples in 24 games. <laughs> Guy's a shooter. Shooter's got to shoot. Like Eli Tolvanen, right? The the guy who got picked up off waivers by the Kraken. It has like a very similar looking stat line. That was a beautiful shot, though. And that pass by Goudreau to line eight. Nasty. Like you think of the gif with the with the wooden spoon and the tomato sauce, the sauce. Yeah. Immediately that pops into <laughs> your head because that was so gorgeous. After that, after a 2-2 game, Flames needed something to get momentum back. The big man obliged. Raleigh will pick the puck up. Pressing with the Gabrikov. We've got a fight. Milan Lucic has dropped the gloves with Matthew Olivier. And they're exchanging big right hands. That was a short-lived but there are some big punches thrown by both men. If you have any intrigue in this aspect of what the NHL is, and you haven't seen that fight, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Um, Lucic landed a couple big-time haymakers, oh and that was like, that fight was like classic 80s-style fight where there was no defense. None. It was just, I don't, I'm going to, you punch me in the face, I'm going to punch you in the face harder. First one to get it right on the button loses. Yeah. How about and that? You got to give credit to Olivia. His face was a little marked up. I don't know if that's from before because this guy's like, it's, apparently it's his third fight in a row in three games. Yeah, three fights in three games. That guy's a tough customer. Yeah. To take some of those punches from the heavyweight champ of the NHL, like, good on you, Olivia, taking some of those from Milan Lucic. And how, like, again, I know people are like, oh, fighting. How fun is it when that guy drops the gloves? Honestly. Oh, and the replay when they showed that yeah. it, on the on the Jumbotron was the best part because yeah. I don't know if everybody maybe noticed as the fight was going on, but every time Lucic landed another one, there was an audible, oh, yeah, oh, that's what I mean. Oh, and yeah. it got louder each time. It was fun to watch. Milan Lucic's second fight of the season, fights him back-to-back games, and it did seem to shift momentum with it being a great tilt. Flames back to their dominant ways. They were able to score once more before the end of the second period. What a shot and what a goal by Andrew Majapani, who picks the top corner and gives the Flames a 3-2 lead. Magpie, Andrew Majapani with his 10th goal of the season. Another spinorama in the slot as the Flames lead after 40 by a 3-2 score in the third. Well, you'd want the Flames to pull away, run away and hide as they were the much better team, but a bad pinch would lead to a game-tying tally. Now Branson's able to clear the zone and ahead to Jenner. They've got a two-on-one. Jenner walks in and shoots and scores. Blue Jackets captain Boone Jenner using Johnny Gaudreau as a decoy rips the puck off the far goal post and in. So tied after 60, Flames out shoot opposition 45 to 24 through regulation, but unable to beat Corpusalo for a fourth goal. Off to overtime we went. Flames basically had the puck for the entire time, although it did take them a while before they finally got the winner. Majapani to Dubé, he scores! 
12th of the season for Dylan Dubé. I've seen him and Mangiapane practice one-timers after practice before, and there it certainly pays off. It wasn't a perfect shot, but it beats the goaltender. Yep. Flames had maybe four plays. It looked like they could have been penalties right before that goes in the back of the net. I watched the replay, and I didn't think that they actually were. I thought the refs did a good job, yeah. but watching it live, I was like, I don't know how... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, still going, especially how things have gone in overtime with this yeah. team this year. I know things always even themselves out through an entire NHL season, but that call on the Blue Jackets for too many men was one <sighs> of the worst calls. Oof. They had five guys on the ice. Yeah. And then they got together, all four officials, yep, too many men. Well, no, <laughs> they only had five guys on the ice. I did not think it was. Like, a- could you imagine that would have cost the Flames last night in a game that was so emotionally charged? Listen, like, like again, we. I know it's not a banner night for the stripes. It's the fastest game side. in the world. I understand yep. it's very hard to officiate that game, but you got to get that call right. Like even if you're a Flames fan, you're like, Whoa, we got caught a break on that one. And the broadcast said Flames caught a, caught a break on plays like that before. Same thing has happened when they were playing Seattle earlier on in the season. Uh, real Flames quick able too. to get the victory though. Um, Manjapani in that line last night. Three points for Manjapani. Incredible. They were like great. they were rolling. Last night, and I thought 88 was the best player on the ice last night for the Flames. Dylan Dubé called him one of the best players for the Flames over the last month, if not the best player for the Flames over the last month. He also talked about how that Lucic fight maybe turned the tide. That was nice to get the win. We really needed that. It was a huge effort. Lucic's fight there for sure got us back uh, going the way we needed to. I think we left our foot off the gas a little bit in the second, and then uh, Lucic fired up the building for sure. And uh, we finished with a good rest of the 30 minutes there, so it was really good by him to get our team going again. Flames win it 4-3. to three. Next game Thursday when they host the Blackhawks at the Dome on Sunday. It's the Flames poker tournament today. They'll have a media availability in the afternoon, but no skate. They will practice Wednesday at 10.30 in the morning. Around the NHL, three other games yesterday, including the Leafs, who were taking on the slumping Islanders. Austin Matthews starting to heat up, and William Nylander is having himself a phenomenal season. Both of the factors in this one. Off on the left wing side, shot by Riley. It's into the goal crease and cleared into the corner. Leafs come away with it again. Nylander shooting, scores! This line is on fire! And Willie Nylander has got himself a four-point night. This world is on fire. Nylander scored 25 goals, 25 and 26. Matthews buries his 25th as the Leafs beat the Islanders 5-2. Islanders 3-6-2 since the calendar flipped. But surprisingly, they've only dropped from the second wildcard spot to three points out of a wildcard spot. So that's a plus. Um, William Nylander, you can start talking contract extension with him July 1. Mm-hmm. What is that going to look like? Yeah, good luck keeping the band together when you need to pay him and Austin Matthews. You're like, how much? That number starts with a nine, right, for William Nylander? I think it probably does after this year. Yeah. He's continuing to get better and better each season. When if he came back to Calgary? Mm-hmm. It's always been an intriguing thought here in Calgary, for sure. I would be more open to it now than I was a handful of years ago. What if with all the goaltending issues with the Maple Leafs? Oh, okay. Now you're... What? Lick it up. Okay, but um, I was just just thinking about that last night. Mm. Like if Mark Stromilli has a bounce back year here in the back half. Sure. 
and the Leafs are like, we, we can't keep both of them. Maybe we, we solidify our goaltending for the next couple of years and trade for Markstrom and trade William Nylander to Calgary. Like I, I, under- I understand it in theory, but I just think that goaltending is such a premium position that I don't love trading away goaltenders. Right, but this organization is deep in that. But Dustin Wolf's never played an NHL game. Sure, but you got to give the. Uh, and Dan Vladar's played less than 100 games in the NHL. And now you want to bet on that tandem? I don't know. I would just rather have the guy who is a runner up for the and- Vesna around for next year and. Probably the next. And I know that Kyle Dubas has said he's never trading William Elander. But just a, just a thought. We've heard GM say just a thought. Ne- they'll well, never do something before. So on the flip side, the Islanders and the Panthers, uh, the I- uh, the Panthers have started to win some games. They've actually jumped over New York in the standings. Cats were headed into MSG to face the Rangers. Panthers looking for a third straight win, but they got some goalie issues right now. Sergey Bobrovsky's hurt. Spencer Knight just got back from the injured list. Alex Lyon had a rough night. He only stopped 20 of 25 Rangers shots as they won 6-2. Dallas and Buffalo, the last game. Buffalo becoming one of my favorite teams to watch this year for reasons like this. They play hard and they play pretty good against good teams. Yesterday, Buffalo and Dallas tied it two into the third period. No goals, so into overtime in the Big D. Here's Tage Thompson to the right and a shot score! It's Powers, is it not? Owen Power. Gets his first goal of the season. It's an overtime game winner set up by Thompson. First goal of the season for the rookie Owen Power comes in game number 46. And Tage Thompson with a nasty setup on it as well. My man crush for this NHL season. I just just want the the Sabres to play meaningful games in March. Because they never do. Please, at least try to be relevant in the month of March. They're close. They're still hanging around. Not out of it yet. Busy night tonight. 11 games. Plenty of playoff relative action for the Flames. And three Canadian teams in action as well. Bruins visit the Canadians at 5. Jets and Predators will go at 6 o'clock in Nashville. And then at 8, the Blackhawks host the Canucks. Get to that in a little bit here. Uh, Panthers and Penguins, another game. Kings visit the Flyers. The Wild are taking on the Lightning in Tampa. Golden Knights on the road. They'll battle the Devils in Jersey. The Sabres are taking on the Blues. That one in St. Louis. Darcy Kemper returns to Colorado as the Avalanche welcome the Capitals. That one will go at 7 o'clock. At the Aussie Open, quarterfinals are underway. Karen Hachanov defeated unseeded American Sebastian Korda. Greek third seed Stefanos Tsitsipa defeated the unseeded opponent to advance to the so semis. Close on a couple of those. Uh, other quarterfinal matches had uh, Ben Shelton against Tommy Paul. You nailed those two. I love when they're American. Yep. Djokovic and Rublev will battle late this evening as well. Mm-hmm. Looks like it could be a 1.30 start, George. It is a 1.30 start. Another now. late night for you, hey? Well, it, I'm going to roll out of bed a little early to watch that oh, match. Oh, so that's what it's going to be? we're doing the show. Yeah, there you go. Um, I don't really want to try the women's names because they're tough. Alina Rybikina? Yeah, uh, that's a Kazakhstan. Good one. Uh, the Wimbledon champ defeated Jelena Ostapenko. Yeah, Yelena Ostapenko. Yelena, okay. mm, close okay. Uh Jessica Pagula, American. Victoria Azarenka was able to beat Jesse Jesse Pagula. That's an upset. That's an impressive one. Yeah. Uh, Karolina Pliskova Ooh. faces Magda Lynette. That'll go at five o'clock. 
Plishkova, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Arena Sabalenka will place Don, uh, face Donna Vekic. Look at you. You know who Jessica Pagula, who her dad is, right? Yeah, it's uh, Terry Pagula. The, the, the Sabres the guys. The Sabres and yeah, Bills owner. Sabres yeah. and Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a tough life. Yeah. Three seed in the but tournament. good for her. Good for her. Good for her um, getting to where she is in women's tennis. Uh, and uh, let's switch it up with the Wranglers. little local note as they welcome the Ontario Reign for a doubleheader. 7 o'clock starts today and tomorrow. Mitch Love joined the boys on the afternoon show. A little Flames Talk chat with Mitch Love yesterday. And he talked about the Ontario Reign and the rivalry they've created. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, Ontario, you know, we've played them three times so far. Uh, a couple here. Um, and then, you know, uh, one down there after Christmas break. And so, very good hockey team. Uh, you know, this is a year and a half worth of a bit, a bit of a rivalry with that, that organization and that team. Uh, some real good hockey games uh, during that time. And, you know, we don't expect anything less here this week against them. And then, uh, you know, obviously Henderson's had her number here so far this year. And and they'll look to play Henderson after those games coming up on the weekend. But uh, a couple Wranglers home games today and tomorrow night, 7 o'clock starts. And the Stampeders have signed a former NFL talent in Tommy Lee Lewis. Played 41 NFL games between four seasons with the Saints and the Dolphins. Also played in four playoff games with the Saints. Receiver and kick returner last played active in 2021 with the Dolphins. And good night and good luck to you, sir. A terrific job in the Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. All right, your chance to win Nickelback tickets straight ahead. 960-960, name and location. Johnny Goudreau missing the net on that penalty shot last night was better than blank. Our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, Texty McTexterson, is all lubed up, he's oiled up, he's ready to go to read some of your text messages, and I think we should take some phone calls too, because usually you have a better chance at winning tickets if you call in, 403-240-4444. Yesterday, some of them were super awkward, mm -hmm. but I kind of like awkward. We didn't pick a winner from the phone no, line yesterday. Although, they, although the, the one man wanted to throw a beer bottle at Johnny's head, <laughs> which probably wasn't appropriate. Yeah, we... We because they do don't not sell bottles at the dome. Any of that, right? Yeah, and throwing bottles at people is also no. like bad vibes. Bad vibes. Don't want to do that. And uh, Nick Kiprios at the bottom of the hour. It's all straight ahead. Big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan.